new light has been thrown on the decision about whether to add chemotherapy to treat patients with estrogen receptor positive breast cancer who are node negative, or indeed potentially those with node positive disease. Fresh back from the St. Gallen consensus meeting, Cathy Orbane has announced that gene tests can now be used, along with standard histology, to refine this choice. Tests such as the 21 gene recurrence score and the 70 gene profiling assay. After her talk on this at the Palm Beach Cancer Symposium in Hollywood, Florida, Dr. Orbane told me more about the art of combining gene tests with histology. I think the data are overwhelmingly positive in favor of multi-gene assays, giving you prognostic information, assuming that your patient falls in the category of the patients for whom the gene assays were tested. So that means uh, it will give you some idea of risk of recurrence uh, over time. For example, with the 21 gene assay, it tells you, uh, assuming there is five years of tamoxifen given, it will give you, based upon the score from low to high, the risk of recurrence. I was going beyond that in my presentation to talk about the predictive abilities of these assays. And what indeed are they? Well, the data are becoming a bit more robust. Uh, I think we can state with reasonable uh, certainty now that these assays, and in particular we have to limit our discussion to the 21 gene assay, which is, has the most robust data, and the 70 gene assay, which also has uh, important data to contribute to this question of prediction. Now the 21 gene assay actually has been validated in phase three trials, so that's why I state it is the most robust. And in fact, the ASCO guidelines and the NCCN guidelines now endorse the 21 gene assay for prediction of chemotherapy benefit in node negative disease uh, that is ER positive, based upon the fact that the data have been validated in phase three trials. The 70 gene assay has now several very large patient database analyses that also show that it is predictive in terms of chemotherapy benefit. So <clears throat> we now have two different types of assays that appear to be uh, able to select a group of patients who have the very good risk profiles, the very low recurrent scores, select this group of patients who might be able to avoid chemotherapy. And these data have been known for a couple years, but what is relatively new and what we addressed um, at the St. Gallen meetings last month pertains to node positive disease, that there are now several analyses that show that you can select a group of patients uh, with node positive ER positive disease who might be able to avoid chemotherapy. And which group is that and, and how do clinicians identify them? Well, uh, taking a step back, we have known for many years that patients with extremely high ER levels that have HER2 negative disease, uh, that perhaps have low proliferation, uh, a low grade. These patients, even when their nodes are positive, do not derive the same degree of benefit from chemotherapy. The problem with using these standard variables on a pathology report is, first of all, you rarely will have a patient that has every factor extremely good. They were usually mixed. You might have intermediate grade, but high ER, et cetera. 
Also, um, even over and above that issue is that there is about a 30% discordance between the risk you would give to a particular patient based on pathology variables and what the gene assays actually show you to be the dominant biology in that patient. In other words, there will be 30% of patients that may have a good or bad general prognostic uh, prediction from your pathology report, but will have the reverse prediction on the gene assay. When you have that discordance, what should the clinician be doing about it? That is the exact question being asked in the MINDAC trial, which is going on in many centers around the world right now, where patients are actually randomized in the discordant setting between either using the clinical or using the assay. Now, until we have that prospectively done trial completed, we will not know the answer. But up until that point, uh, most feel that the gene assay uh, may trump the pathology variables because there you know for a fact you are actually measuring all of these genes on that patient's tumor and coming up with a composite score. Whereas with a single gene pathology variables, you're not quite sure which is dominating in that patient when you have a mixture of variables. How should clinicians be using these gene assays then? Well, I, I believe they can be used in the node-negative scenario, as I've just described, to uh, determine which patients might be able to avoid chemotherapy, as long as you would, in that particular patient, consider her for chemotherapy. If the patient is adamantly against chemotherapy or you would not find her to be a good candidate due to comorbidities, et cetera, there's no real reason to obtain the assay. The second group of patients um, that I am now um, using the 21 gene recurrent score assay in are the, are the node positive patients uh, with estrogen receptor positive disease because I really believe the, the data are now um, compelling uh, to identify this group of patients who tend to be those that fall in the category of very high ER levels, but not just those patients, there are discordant cases who just, yes, they have a higher risk of recurrence because their lymph nodes are positive, but regardless of that risk, chemotherapy is not impacting on them when their score is low. And uh, we are in the process of designing a trial to look at those patients with some of our newer targeted agents to add to endocrine therapy in order to improve their outcome. But standard chemotherapy drugs may not work in that scenario. Kathy Albane from Loyola University in Chicago with promising news for women with ER-positive breast cancer. The role of gene tests in ER-negative disease remains less clear, and it's important also to bear in mind that knowledge so far is about standard chemotherapy. Targeted agents still need to be assessed in this context. For Oncology Times Broadcast News with the Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Peter Goodwin.